Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Still staring at it. There we go. Welcome back to another episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Joe Oltman. My name is Max McGuire. This is going to be an explosive, explosive uh, conversation. Very explosive. Yeah, everyone more, more, hit that more share ele- election that fraud. We keep talking about it. But but first, I want I want to say this because I've been dealing with it all day. So I I've talked about this this. Uh, um, what's it called? Newscaster guy from, from Canada. And he's been calling people through, you know, and called my sister and called everyone else. I told you that. So he called my dad and had a conversation mm-hmm. with my dad. And, um, you know, it, it just doesn't stop. They, they figure that they can't attack me. So they'll just start attacking people in my family. So I, I was kind of ready for this. And now I'm just, I'm, I guess I'm ready for the, I'm, re- I'm ready for the hit pieces <laughs> to come from it. But um, I just want, I just, I decided that I'm going to actually start having conversations with some of these news people because I think that it's important that they, they hear what I have to say, even though it's going to end in a disaster for them. I, uh, I think it's important that, that we do that. So I will be having more of these conversations with newscasters, and one of them is going to be coming on the show. But that's not what this is about. Actually, one of them actually called me about the person we're about to have on, Ron Hanks. So let's, Mr. Mr. Producer, let's go ahead and bring Ron in, and then I'll tell everyone a little bit about Ron. Ron is actually running for U.S. Senate. Ron, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Joe. Thank you, Max. It's nice to be on. 32 years of serving in the active and reserve service for the U.S. Air Force. It was. Uh, it was a great career. I was an enlisted guy uh, straight out of high school during the Reagan administration. It was a great time to serve. There were still Vietnam vets in the military. And, uh, you know, when you took military flights where they allowed civilians on there, there were still World War II vets. And uh, what a special opportunity to talk with those guys that are, you know, mostly gone these days. So. Yeah, it, um, you were linguished with Desert Storm and during multiple operations, including uh, Northern Watch, Southern Watch, and, and Ernest Will. Yeah. Yeah, Ernest Will, uh, that was uh, the oil tanker operation. Anybody that's as old as me might remember that when the uh, Iranians mined the Strait of Hormuz. And, uh, and of course, Northern Watch, Southern Watch were uh, uh, post-Desert uh, Storm, the first Gulf War. Uh, trying to keep the Iraqis from uh, uh, knocking down the Kurds and attacking the Shiites. So, you know, uh, I have to tell you, Joe, initially I wanted to be a Russian linguist and uh, the Air Force selected Arabic for me and uh, it turned out to be uh, a good choice for me because the world as it turned, you know, never thought I'd see the fall of the Soviet Union in my lifetime. I saw it in my first enlistment. 
you know. So, uh, and that is a, a question and a concept that I think we have to bring forward to today, to America. You know, we watched a superpower fall in a matter of weeks and months. And where are we on this same spectrum? At the same time, we should ask the question, where is China as far as its vulnerability to fall? And these are questions I ask as a guy that put in 32 years in the intelligence field. It's just this type of uh, war gaming. You know, it's nonstop. I guess it's uh, just kind of been ingrained into me. So what made you want to get into politics? Nothing at all, except a sense of urgency that uh, the country is going in the wrong direction. And uh, I retired at the end of 2017. Uh, I thought I had a few more years of service in me, but I had uh, career ending surgery. So um, when I got back home, I just got involved in the party at uh, the county level. And the next thing I knew, I was a delegate at the state assembly. And uh, that was, again, 2018. It was an interesting time to get um, developed. I've always been interested in politics. And again, that goes back to Reagan, you know, the Reagan Carter, Reagan Ford uh, era. And it but, uh, you know, I don't know if I consider myself a political wonk or really the standard kind of individual that gets into it. But the fact is, my kids are grown. Uh, I had the time and uh, with the military retirement, I could afford to travel the state and get engaged. And I'll be honest, Joe, I expected Trump to win in 2020. That's when I first ran for uh, the state house and uh, I won my race. He won his race. Um, but then, of course, everything that unfolded after November 2020, I expected I'd have the top cover of a Trump administration for four more years where we could start to work on bringing Colorado back into the mainstream. It's a much more red state than the press or the political elitist will, will tell it is. Machines. Machines. There you go. A, a mm -hmm. much more red state than the machines are saying yes, because of the yeah. density of these radical leftists. And, and I believe we were a Petri dish, the laboratory for Dominion. And uh, this predates 2020. It probably goes back uh, well into the start of the 21st century. And frankly, I mean, we've always had concerns about elections in the United States. Uh, We've been joking about Mayor Daley in Chicago since the 60s. And I was stationed out in Maryland, and I remember the governor of uh, Maryland. The, the race was, was 92 or 94. I was working at National Security Agency as a linguist. And a Republican was actually winning until they found a whole bunch of ballot boxes yeah. from somewhere in Baltimore about 2 in the morning. So what we saw in 2020 is nothing new. It's just disappointing we haven't fixed it. Well, let's well, dive it, into it. Yeah. This lawsuit, Ron Hanks yeah. et al. v. Jenna Griswold. You had to put up my screen, Mr. Producer. You were just telling me before you came on that you're actually getting taken off of this case as the lead plaintiff so that other people who have better grounds for standing can move it forward. But this is a lawsuit right, against Jenna Griswold. Talk about it. It is. 
It is. Uh, and there was a motion uh, for me to withdraw that was accepted by the judge. Um, I was the first one to sign on, and I'm proud of that. But the the bottom line is whatever moves this case forward, I have no ego in this. It is simply a matter of we're right. The Secretary of State is egregiously wrong in her decrees and the, I would say, quite candidly, the cover-up that we've seen in her processes, the lessening of the of the standards as far as signature validation, uh, the whole thing reeks, and uh, whatever moves this is what matters to me. So uh, as it stands now, I've withdrawn, and uh, we have some very capable county commissioners that are on the case, and uh, a couple of clerks that are also quite capable. And uh, one of them, of course, made the news here recently from Elbert County, as you both know. And this is very common. This is very common to happen in big court cases. Um, you'll start off with a lot of plaintiffs, and then the lawyers will get behind closed doors and say, okay, what is the best shot of us winning this thing? What is our best shot of the case being heard and not being thrown out for lack of standing? Um, lack of standing is one of the biggest hurdles that you got to get, get over. Um, so it makes a ton of sense to lead with the different county clerks that have the real bone to pick. I mean, we all do, but they have the real standing to go after Jenna Griswold. Um, well, yeah, this- because of the kind of the chain of command and the org structure, and they are directly involved in this. And I'm kind of a co-equal branch of government. And, uh, in reality, with the Senate race coming up and the legislative session, it just made sense. And so, uh, again, I have no ego in this. All I want to do is expose the truth and uh, let's get the public talking about this and make the public aware of uh, the violations here. You know, the fact yeah. that the uh, those that equipment was not certified uh and and then they tried to backdate certifications uh to make it look like it was valid but in fact and it's an easy read there is a lot of data out there that is um imminently available i've got it on my website uh, running for u.s senate it's uh i think it's under its own tab at hanksforcolorado.com if you'll permit me the uh the yeah. self-promotion there so this right here is that accreditation certificate from the united states election assistance commission and you can see that this is for pro v and v which is the company there's only two well i mean now there's two because they say they're certified but back then i think there was technically zero but pro v and v is the company that went in and looked at the machines checked them over and said yep they're good to go for the 2020 election like rubber stamp gold star approval you can see here that they were given their accreditation on February 24th, 2015 by the acting executive director of the USEAC. You can also see from this certificate of accreditation that it was conditional, that it had an expiration date, and that by decree of the acting executive director, it was only effective through February 24th, 2017. So on February 25th, 2017, they were no longer accredited. Again, by decree of the USEAC, they said that this ends. They could have said it for any date. They could send this ends a million years from now, but they said it as a two-year period. So this company performed that audit, not the audit, but they, they looked over the equipment, 
certified it, and they did not have accreditation while they did it. The USAEAC went back after the fact, and this is the next one that they issued. <laughs> on December, uh, no, on, sorry, on February 1st, 2021, they said another, they accredited them another time, and they said, oh, this accreditation has always been, has always remained in effect because this U.S. law, 52 U.S.C. section 2097, C that allows them, yeah, that allows them to just keep it in effect forever. So they, they tried to retroactively give accreditation to Pro V&V. The problem is when you actually go to this statute, it says that the accreditation of a laboratory for purposes of the section may not be revoked unless the re revocation is approved by a vote of the commission. You can see here that they set that date. Mm -hmm. They said they set the date. No one else set the date. So they're just trying to cover it up. And, and this is what we talk about, Ron. I want you to I want you to address that, but I also want you to address the the substance of the of the lawsuit because there's a lot to unpack in that lawsuit. This is, I want to yeah, unpack a little it, yeah. bit of that now. Well, well, there is, you know, and, and you know, this pro V and V and, and many of these organizations fundamentally, in my estimation and in the estimation of and assessment of people that are very knowledgeable, really didn't have the expertise to to certify these things in the first place. And bottom line about this Dominion equipment, uh, I have somewhere among my vast stack of documents build sheets that were handed to me that were printed off of the Colorado Secretary of State's uh, website where these Dominion systems, uh, which included Dell laptops, uh, it's their build sheet built in China by foreign workers, uh, not inspected by U.S. personnel except every couple of years. Uh, they are built according to the build sheet with wireless communication systems in them. Now, whether those are still on the Secretary of State's website, that's a different question. But uh, but the fact is, they have lied to us repeatedly and just tried to use the mantra of saying it's not connected to the Internet, but yet it's built so that it can be. And uh, I think every American ought to be very, very concerned about that. And what's beautiful about what's happening here is as slow as it may seem, Joe Max, uh, the tide is turning on public opinion of whether or not there was voter fraud. And Rasmussen, um, I don't know what your opinion is of Rasmussen, but let's assume they're about as objective as we're going to get yep. in today's world. Yep. They, they had a survey, a poll in October of last year, and 56% of Americans thought there was election fraud. By December, a mere three months later, it's 59%. So we're approaching super majority here of Americans that understand there's a problem. And uh, I would venture to say that by springtime of 2022, it is unstoppable. And, you know, our Secretary of State here in Colorado is on the wrong side of this issue. And probably in my estimation on the criminal side of this issue, where it becomes interesting to me is the county clerks. Uh, many of them have bought in on her uh, mantra and the trusted build and, you know, the big lie and all these other uh, little dogmatic phrases they use. Um, but 
you know, there's still time for them to back out of it and make the case uh, or the confession. We didn't know what we didn't know. You know, these people right. are not systems experts. They're going off of trust of somebody in the government. They shouldn't have done that. There's still time to turn them. And uh, frankly, I think they ought to really relook at look at these reports that are already out. We have what more reports coming out here at some point in the near future. And that's a that's a great thing. Yeah, you mentioned the Dell laptops being made in China. And we can take down my screen, Mr. Producer. It reminds me of news that just broke the other day that Mossad, the Israeli uh, spy agency, set up a computer stand in the mall near a military base and sold laptops to American troops that was packed with spyware, malware, so that the the Israelis could spy on American troops. Now, if that's what our allies are doing, does anyone really think that China is selling us election hardware and isn't doing the same? Come on. Well, and that's (laughs) that's like, yeah, that's my concern, Max. Uh, As an Intel guy that's looked at this uh, and are the threats, the international threats, this is an easy way for China to work one of multiple lines of effort against the United States. I mean, you know, they have explicitly stated that they want to become the economic superpower and they want to become the military superpower. But if they can do it without firing a shot, and we've given them every opportunity to do that. And, you know, that's one of the reasons I'm running for U.S. Senate is we have put ourselves in a very deep hole and given now that the Biden regime is in the White House and, uh, you know, Hunter Biden's making three times the amount per painting that Picasso's are selling for. They, You guys know this story. They found a Picasso yeah. somewhere sold for 150 grand. Well, Hunter Biden laughs at that because he's making 450 or a half a million per color by number painting that he's selling to the Chinese. My point is, is if they the chinese can take us down by operating our election systems why wouldn't they you know uh and it's it's a huge risk we have with uh the supply lines our pharmaceuticals being made in china so i'll be honest with you that's why i'm running for u.s senate now is uh trump won that election in 2020 but nonetheless, the deep state that is, there are no three branches of government now that are working to uh, con- check check and control one another. They're all equally corrupted and I think equally corrupted by the same source. So, you know, this is not a four year cycle that we can just wait for Biden to disappear and try to outvote him. We have got to put some strong national security experts in the Senate and uh, regain control. So that's the purpose of the run. Uh, But it all started with the evidence that um, indicates China is working. And, And, you know, again, I'd like to make the case that Americans would probably appreciate and um, get along with most Chinese people. This is the Chinese Communist Party. You know, tyranny unlike any other, probably worse than the Soviets, probably worse, you know, let's argue the case, or were they worse than the Germans in the Third Reich? But nonetheless, you know, 
imminently powerful and uh, deep into our systems right now, including academia. So yeah. that's why I'm running. Um, and it all came from this evidence that we all saw on November 3rd, 2020. I mean, uh, Trump won this thing so convincingly that five states had to shut down the voting. And uh, I mean, really, that ought to be the common sense test that every American looks at first in their own gut. Go ahead, Joe. I'm sorry. I'm going on too long. No, no, you're, you're no, not. I, but, I, but what you just said makes a lot more sense. And people need to just hone in on that. We know what we saw. They want us to forget what we saw on election night, throw that out the window and say nothing to see here. I mean, that's, that's well, in essence what they're saying. Is nothing, is, nothing it, to see here. And it's getting more and more, it's getting thinner by the minute because they have to throw in baseless conspiracy theories and falsely claimed, and it just doesn't resonate with anybody anymore. And the mockingbird media, or I call them the Marxist state media, uh, because, you know, they do espouse the Marxist fundamentals. Um, our universities have these Confucius institutes that have I, uh, corrupted the agenda and the, um, the education. And whether these people know it or not, they are espousing a Marxist agenda. And uh, the journalism, hey, First Amendment and uh, freedom of the press is a great thing. I don't think we have it right now. They have been uh, co-opted and misinformed. And, uh, you know, in this grand reawakening of America, we have to focus on academia and journalism. Uh, and, and Joe, if I might, uh, you know, I'm at the state capitol right now, and we have totally decrepit and sclerotic reporters down there, you know, that... Uh, one or two will report something and then the others will just echo chamber it for weeks. And, but frankly, part of the problem is I've tried to get conservative reporters to come down or somebody I thought was objective and they're not too interested or their boss tells them they can't make the trip or soft leadership in the party uh, convinces them not to come in and, uh, and report on this. We have got to get, media that is objective or even right of center looking at this as hard as the Marxist state media does. But, but we don't, yeah. we don't have a conservative media. We don't have it. And part of the reasons why we don't have it is because frankly, at every turn, every place you turn, they get to lie, cheat, steal, do whatever they want to you. People wonder why I get pissed off all the time. I get pissed off because the radical left does nothing but destroy everything that they touch. Right. And you can't get them to come down. They don't have any sort of free thought. They get together and like, we're going to attack people. We're going to attack this group. They're, they're attacking a church down in Colorado Springs right now because they said that it's involved in in political speech. And then cousin it, the 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 whatever you want to call the guy, Sean Beetle, who's a, a sex offender. I mean, basically has been accused of abusing children, who's a, a journalist down at the Independent who goes by the now Heidi Beetle. Right. You figure that deal out. And I'm sorry, Ron, I'm not putting you on the spot, but I'm going to tell you that goes after, is pushing to go after churches, is pushing to go after nonprofits. They're weaponizing everything. They're weaponizing mm -hmm. everything. And we, and we just don't, we don't stand together very well either because 
our side has been co-opted by the same people that are on the radical left. It's all about power and money. You could just trace it right back to it. We yeah, talk about weaponizing. You know, we talk about, yeah. talk about ahead, weaponizing. If I can step in here, real, here real quick, it, nothing has been weaponized more than the Justice Department against the January 6th protesters. There's, there's no better a, a example of the crude weaponization of government power, which is why we are happy this month to start partnering up with Enerforce.com to try and, and raise awareness to this raise some money for these January 6th prisoners and also give you a chance to win. What you can see here is a pretty awesome new ride. Our partner Enterforce is giving you a chance to win a 2021 Ford F450 with a gooseneck trailer, a Can-Am Maverick, and 20 grand in cold hard cash. Here's how it works. When you go to Enerforce.com, E-N-R-F-O-R-C-E.com, you're going to find this t-shirt. It's the Free Our People t-shirt. This is one we made in collaboration with them. And when you purchase this t-shirt, not only are, you, are the proceeds going to go towards helping the men and women uh, locked up in, in, a, in Pelosi's prison, not only are some of the proceeds also going to go towards veterans, but you're going to get entered into the running to win that sweet Ford F-450 that I just mentioned. And here is the bonus. As a listener of our show, when you use promo code CD21, Charlie Delta 21, you're going to get 1,000 extra entries to win this. So you'll get 1,800 entries instead of the average 800 entries. Also, if you're not interested in winning it, but you still want to support, you can use promo code CD10. That'll get you 10% off. But I think you should go for the chance to win the Ford F450. That's probably the better deal. So again, go to enerforce.com, E-N-R-F-O-R-C-E.com. Buy some gear, support our troops, and win big. Full disclosure, no purchase or payment of any kind is necessary to win. A purchase or payment will not improve your chances of winning. It's a pretty cool deal. And there's some other stuff on there, too, that they can win. But winning the truck is going to be pretty awesome, I think. And did you get the CD10 to save 10%? Yeah, I mentioned that. All right. Yep. I was, so I was looking up some stuff right now, Ron, about all the stuff that's been said about this lawsuit. And again, they parrot the same messaging across the board about how this is nonsense and that this shouldn't be. But they don't even look at the facts of the case. I mean, the facts that you just we just put up on the screen, they're not even looking at the facts. They just parrot, oh, this is a conspiracy theory, and Ron's a conspiracy theorist. And all she wants is free and fair elections. That's it. Absolutely. I mean, uh, dis, the ultimate disenfranchisement, in my view, is if our votes don't count. I mean, and, and frankly, if, uh, if we don't get this election system under control, we're in deep trouble and you know that really the question is at this point how have we remained free so long with this kind of tyranny that never leaves washington dc we can't vote these incumbents out they have a 95 97 percent re-election rate because they've got this war chest and now it's not just a war chest now it is a, an election system that we have proven has that gives the incumbents an advantage and uh colorado was a petri dish in my estimation for years given that dominion was right here in in state well and and their headquarters was downtown their the the uh, other headquarters they have for their out of country office shared the same floor as a soros-based nonprofit. right uh, i don't know 
I don't know how much more clear you could be. You know, the, you have the, the deal in Ukraine where uh, their, their data center was built by a company called Roaming Networks. You, you have the connections from Ukraine to Romania to what's happening in the State Department. There's all sorts of things that are tied together here. And everyone's ignoring the, the elephant in the room and just saying nothing to see here, nothing to see here, nothing to see here. You know, Ron, what's the answer? I mean, this lawsuit's going to take what? How long do you think this is going to take to get through, to, to get through the, the first couple stages? Well, this just kind of gives you an indication here. Uh, they rotated judges. That's a standard Again. process. And uh, so now we have a new judge. Uh, and I've been following this through uh, a couple of expert friends of mine who kind of send me a briefing. But there were this was some of this was filed under emergency uh, expedite request because it's going to impact the next election system. Uh, but the way that the legal system is dragging this out, um, I can't tell you with confidence that this is going to be resolved before November of 2022. So then you end up with a, what is our solution set? And uh, I, would, I would plead with every American, uh, go out and vote and flood the system. I mean, if we stay home, we guarantee a, uh, a failure rate. Uh, the other thing we need to do in my estimation is have canvassing witnesses and judges and poll watchers who are aggressive. You know, conservatives tend to be kind of uh, polite, courteous, uh, and if they're told, hey, don't cross this line, we follow the rules. But we, you know, we kind of need to be a little bit more of a bulldog and say, know what the rules are and then push back against the, uh, the, the instructions we're given that are not lawful. So that's, uh, I think we still have opportunity to flood the zone, flood the system if enough people get out. And one thing I would tell you too, Joe, is um, in Colorado, we have the caucus system and uh, we have to get delegates that are not part of the establishment to attend. Uh, well, we need new fresh blood from the conservative side of the Republican Party to go to caucus and then sign up to be a delegate. And, uh, you know, one thing that happened here, I don't know if the power structure really expected this or thought about it, but somehow we uh, voted in at the state party meeting in September of 2021 an additional 1,500 delegates for the state assembly. Well, that's a beautiful opportunity for Coloradans. And by God, I hope unaffiliateds are listening and would reestablish themselves as Republicans. They have a few more days to do it. They can become Republicans online and go to your caucus again. I mean, you know, this party here, in my estimation, has made it as obnoxious as possible to remain a member of it. And it's uh, there's a reason for it because every person that walks away from the Republican Party concentrates the power in a smaller and smaller group of people that are, in my estimation, not much different than the opposition party. And that's something we have to think about. And there's a solution this year, and it is going to caucus, becoming a delegate, swarming the system and knowing who your constitutional candidates are 
you know, there's there's county assemblies where you where you go after sheriffs. Uh, what I mean by that is where you vote for sheriffs as a delegate. You need to know who the constitutional sheriffs are. And uh, same thing at the state level. Know who the constitutional and the national security experts are in this time. I mean, we're at war. I mean, I, this is a cold war, perhaps, but we are at war. And uh, the, the lines of effort against this country at our borders, in our elections, in our energy supplies, in our supply lines, in our manufacturing. I mean, this is a crucial election. But obviously, the 2020 election is the key to everything that happened here. And we have to make sure, we have to cure what happened in that election. And, you know, the evidence is overwhelming. I know you're, uh, sometimes it sounds like we're um, discouraged but the reality is back to that poll. I mean, by springtime, uh, the supermajority is going to be awake. I think we're in for a couple more hard months of lies, deceit, darkness. But um, by May and June, people are going to realize Democrat Party is not the party of Truman and John F. Kennedy. It is a party of Marxists and socialists. And, you know, this diversity, equity, inclusion sounds glorious on the surface, but it has a, an evil undertone and uh, it is all a, uh, it's all working in concert in a globalist effect. So well, well, you, talk, you talk about, you talk about DEI, right? Um, diver, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Well, if you take out equity and inclusion and put that off to the side, which basically is a way that they can basically recruit kids to get into alternate lifestyles, right? They're recruiting in first, second, third, fourth grade. Take that and put it aside. And you start talking about diversity. You can start breaking down and getting rid of all the arguments that I think are having the infighting. You know, I, th I think there's mm -hmm. arguments to be made about uh, diversity of opportunity, right? So it doesn't matter if you have a, a, a black candidate, a white candidate, an Asian candidate, uh, a Hispanic uh, candidate, that they're given equal opportunity, stripping away the 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 name, address, anything that should show social economic condition in market, make them go through a couple levels of, of hiring. We do this, we have done this um, at my companies, right? If you do that, I, I, you could convince me, Ron, I'm just going to tell you right now, you could convince me that there's work to be done on diversity, right? You could, you could convince me of that. Okay. And some people that are like, ah, oh, come on, that's terrible. Look at what he's doing, a, you know, a, a black woman. I will tell you this. I know for a fact by doing research that some of the biggest industries that are out there have 0.1, 0.2% diversity of vendors, of uh, people in, uh, in the company. It, these are big companies. I mean, even Facebook has no diversity. If you take away India, their diversity is near zero, right? So... I think you could talk about that, but the reason why I put those together is because they can basically poison the mind. You can't agree on that. We can't agree. But if you split it apart and start talking about this is a problem, let's do this, you can get away from this chaos that's created by this Marxist communist agenda that is just meant to confuse and destroy. Yeah, I, I agree with you. You know, I, I've been called a racist of and I've been called a seditionist. I reject both of those, you know, uh, and I think most Americans nowadays uh, are past a stage of being racist. I mean, uh, 
Um, I, I'm sure there's still many, but the majority, a super majority of Americans can get along with any race, any ethnicity. I mean, we've proven it as a nation. And uh, so, you know, I, I it's a it's a disgrace to be pushing this on kids as though we are a, uh, a country that isn't worthy of our own respect. And that is one of the underlying efforts in this DEI argument is to, to build up a hatred of America. And who does that benefit? It benefits a globalist uh, cadre or regime. And uh, frankly, it helps China is another one of their lines of effort to take down the United States as the world superpower. And, uh, you know, nobody, everybody looks at the current superpower with a little bit of envy, maybe a little jealousy and a little bit of anger. But uh, if America was not the top dog, I can tell you the tyranny and the, the uh, j just the abject poverty and, and, uh, destruction of freedom under China, were they to be in that position, uh, people can't conceive of it. I mean, it it would go back to Third Reich and beyond, you know, uh, perhaps even worse. And uh, th that's really one of my major concerns is uh, we have got to get kids to fall in love with their country again, you know, and that's uh, that's one of the reasons to run and try to turn this narrative because their their narrative is a flat lie it's propaganda it's serving other purposes than a cohesive united states of america yeah it's, it's a flat lie i'll tell you what isn't a lie that our sponsor air make care network is excellent if you haven't already checked out air make care network you gotta head over there they've been with us for over a year and i'm gonna hammer this home every chance i get because it is so very important that you check this out and you get protected for you and your family. Air Medicare Network is the premier insurance plan to cover you and your household should anyone need to be airlifted to a hospital for a medical emergency. And you ask yourself, how, how often does that happen? It happens a ton. Air Medicare Network flies over 100,000 patients a year, and it's not just people who fall off the side of a mountain, get lost skiing, get lost in the desert. Lots of people in the suburbs, in cities, need to be airlifted just because traffic won't let an ambulance get there in time. Don't let this bankrupt your family because it does cost tens of thousands of dollars when this happens. But Air Medicare Network, it only costs $85. That covers you and your household for one year should any, any of you need to be airlifted. It's less if you're a senior citizen, and it works out to be less per year if you buy three or five years at a time. And as a bonus, when you sign up using the link in our description, airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily, and then use promo code daily, they're going to give you up to $50 back in the form of an e-gift card. It's free money. So again, go to airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily to get up to $50 back. Ron, you talk about the need to, to, to do what we can at the local, at the state levels. You are in the Colorado legislature right now, and you have a number of bills. I was looking through them. They look, sound excellent to me. I wanted to give you a chance to run through them and explain them. Just in case there's any of your Democrat colleagues listening, give you a chance to win them over. Well, Max, thank you for that. Uh, you know, each legislator is allowed five bills. And, uh, you know, considering the House and Senate, that's 100 members, that's 500 bills. And in reality, we end up looking at over 600 every session. 
that's too many bills in my estimation. I put in four, not five. Um, and just a quick plug uh, to the citizens of Colorado, for the love of God, never let the uh, term limits on state senators and legislatures, uh, um, representatives uh, be overturned and never allow a full-time legislature. Um, we're currently doing 120 days and that's plenty. Um, so no more, but um, I'm putting in the first bill that's actually gonna come up next week is uh, constitutional carry of firearms. You know, in Colorado, you can carry open carry without a permit and in many states. And uh, however, if you conceal it, it becomes a, uh, a criminal offense. And I contend that the concealed carry permits are intrusive because now the government knows whether or not you intend to carry concealed. And it's also a cash cow for the government. And it's also a burden on the Colorado citizen to have to go back and renew every five years or so. And it requires fingerprints and so forth. I mean, if you're law abiding, why should you have to uh, repeat this process? And so constitutional carry makes good sense. I think it's time has come. Uh, we will have a fair discussion on that coming up. Uh, I've got two election integrity bills uh, in the hopper. They don't have numbers yet. They haven't been put on the calendar, but the first one is uh, anti-counterfeit ballot paper. And I will tell you that uh, I, I talked with experts out of Arizona that initiated this and uh, in large measure, um, worked with what they had built to make it fit into Colorado. But I believe firmly that our paper should have on our on our ballot should have the same safeguards that our currency has so that they cannot be counterfeited. You should be able to mail those out to the um, voter, but the voter should have to bring them back in person with an ID to deliver them for them to be counted. And so that's an interesting bill. Uh, and then I have one on election systems that uh, um, fair revisions on that. And one of them being uh, removing Colorado from the uh, ERIC system. Louisiana just pulled itself out of that mm -hmm. and Colorado ought to its uh, election um, registration. I forgot, but, but bottom line, it's a, it's a computer system database that has made it easier to add um, erroneous voters to the rolls. And you have to have uh, erroneous voters in order to commit election fraud. Well, and, and the one thing about Eric is it also makes it available so you know what, who's registered in what state. And because they're all tied together, it allows that fraud to become more widespread and more pronounced. There's – and it's, I, I have <laughs> – I have to tell you, there. If if you start looking at the web that they've weaved, you have Runbeck, you have Dominion, you have ESNS, um, you have Eric, uh, funded by Soros. You have uh, Dominion, which is you know they say that they know who actually invests in those private equity firms. Yet they're on the same floor as the as Soros, and the ties are unbelievably easy to get to. We built this chart of who's on what board and how they're connected. 
Um, and then you see the, the intermingling of people that move between the election companies. It, as you see that, and if you get out of Eric, does, does that solve the problem? Or do we just need to get rid of the voting machines and go back to paper ballots so that at least we can get back to a center? And then maybe we can have a conversation, but the paper is actually cheaper. It costs less to do paper. Yeah. So, so why don't we get back to that anyway? Well, it's, it's a great question. And, and I do believe this is going to be a discussion for multiple sessions of legislatures throughout the, the nation. But uh, as it stands right now, um, my concept in running these is let's start the discussion here. But I, Joe, I agree with you. Uh, putting these anti-counterfeit measures on these ballots is remarkably cheap. And we're talking holograms and and yeah, watermarks uh, like micro strips. Yeah, watermarks and uh, microscopic ink. And it's still under 30 cents per ballot, you know. And now the idea of counting them by hand, I think it's going to be a tough sell because once you once you get somebody used to technology, it's kind of hard to go back to the horse and plow, at least conceptually. But I think we have to make the argument that there is reasons to do it at the precinct level or you know county level. And these are, it's gonna be a debate that takes a while. Um, and given that lawsuits and the wheels of justice in what I perceive to be a corrupt judicial system at the state and federal level, are moving so slowly that uh, 2022's solution set is going to be human involvement at uh, at the polls, as a voter, at the boxes that are still going to be used. I mean, uh, having that video evidence of people dropping stuff off is going to uh, is going to be huge. And I, I know real time monitoring of systems is um, is a topic of conversation rather than audits, but I actually think audits serve a purpose too, because you need to be able to hold that threat over um, corrupted systems or people that could be corrupted once we cure this. But you know, the good news is, uh, I know it seems dire, but we're winning, you know, and I, I heard a, a professional that was talking on this make the case those that have perpetuated this fraud thought we would have quit by now and we haven't quit we have doubled down and this is steamrolling and it is not a republican issue it's both parties it's non-affiliated it's a snowball they can't get in front of and stop here but instead of getting in front of it they're persecuting and prosecuting people i mean look what they did to belinda in mesa look what they did to tina peters now what they're doing to the county clerk in Elbert County, who is a party to the lawsuit that was just filed. Yeah. So it's it's well, intimidating someone that is suing her personally. And the, she found out about the, the image of Elbert County by the lawsuit. <laughs> and then came out and got ahead of it by calling her a conspiracy theorist, calling you a conspiracy theorist. And then using and weaponized the government against her, him, sorry, him. Yeah, no, it's in, thank God for the strong backbones of uh, clerks like uh, Dallas and like Tina that are yeah. uh, in this battle. And uh, 
you know, uh, and as you mentioned, Belinda out there, I mean, knocking people's doors down with uh, without cause and uh, it's it's uncalled for, but it just demonstrates who we're fighting against. And, you know, reasonable people, regardless of party, and I like to believe there's still Truman and Kennedy Democrats that are out there in our neighborhoods maybe not in the elected offices, but they have to be looking at this and, and asking themselves, my God, what has happened to our party? You know, and uh, I'm hoping that, uh, and, and I'm optimistic that the conversations are going to start happen happening over the fences. And, uh, you know, by the way, we have one more major conversation coming up in Colorado on the 19th of February, where these, uh, various states are doing these election integrity hearings and we did have one on the 7th of december in colorado springs and uh we're set up to do a election integrity 2.0 on 19 february in denver and uh we'll have the the intent of this is to have uh the canvassing data uh compiled and analyzed and then reports on it. And uh, that happened in multiple counties. You know, I I had a chance to walk for one afternoon in Pueblo County uh, with those that were canvassing and they did it as volunteers for months, you know, just heroic in my view. And by the way, Trump won Pueblo County in 2016 and that hasn't happened for a Republican in a real long time. And, you know, that just goes to show you that Trump uh, broke the algorithm that Dominion had there. I'm real sure he won it in 2020 as well. Um, But by then they had figured out and corrected, even if they had to stop voting in five states to, I mean, you guys remember 2020 with those Trump rallies that went for 190 miles. They're still going on. on. Yeah. Yeah, there is <laughs> still doing it. there is no way that Joe Biden won this. I mean, it doesn't pass the test of just common sense. And uh, in any event, uh, you know, we're going to have that conversation on 19 February of uh, the canvassing results and um, the gold report from which is part of the evidence of that lawsuit will uh, uh, be explained by a good concise briefer and then i believe there's other reports that we we will uh hit on so i would encourage anybody in colorado to come to that event in denver but we'll also have satellite outstations in for the folks on the western slope that can't make it in so how can people reach how can people find your campaign website because obviously you're running for u.s senate where can people find you and, and how can people donate or, or volunteer to help your campaign? Well, Max, thank you for asking. I, I guess I plugged it once, but uh, once is never enough, right? Uh, it is uh, hanksforcolorado.com and that's hanksforcolorado.com. You know, I wrote a letter to Joe Biden on September 11th after that disastrous exit from Afghanistan. That's another reason I ran constitutional carry, by the way. He gave 650,000 military-grade weapons to terrorists and uh, 20 million 7.62 rounds. So my argument is the era of gun control in the United States is officially over, Joe. 
You know, I mean, uh, and I mean Joe Biden, not Joe Oldman. Um, but uh, the, that was a disgrace. That letter's on my website. Uh, I've got a pretty good video of me blowing up a simulated Dominion machine. Had some fun with that. But there's good content. The lawsuit uh, against Jenna Griswold is on there. And, uh, you know, we're, we're working hard. I think we've got great grassroots momentum. Um, I'm working with an outstanding uh, campaign consultant and a group of volunteers. And, uh, you know, I may not be the flashiest guy in the race, but uh, I'm resonating with grassroots and I'm grateful for that. Uh, this is not a career choice for me. It is just basically a national security mission that has to be fought. It's like It's like all of these people that are standing up and didn't really want to be a target of their own government or of the media or of the slander from anybody. But what else can I do? What else can we do as as Americans? Because this country matters. And if it's not here, the world perishes as we know it. And I believe that firmly. I believe that over a billion people would die in a very short period of time if America falls. Yeah. I need to ask you this question before you go, because I think it's important. El Paso County, Colorado. Wayne Williams. Married to Holly Williams. Both serve in government, right? They both serve inside of the El Paso County government. Um, I, I believe that uh, Wayne Williams is a commissioner, correct? Uh, is he a commissioner? Uh, Springs is he commissioner? City Council. City Council. City Council. Sorry, City Council. Yeah. Right, so he sits on city council, came out against the election, you know, saying that there's nothing wrong in El Paso County. He was basically the, uh, the barking spider or the person behind uh, Chuck Borman in El Paso County. Um, has personally called the radical left newspaper and weaponized them against anyone that's in the grassroots movement. Has, gotten, has used the same tactics as the radical left. I'm just, this is my words, not yours. Okay, so I'm, I'm setting a I'm setting a stage for you. Sure. And and frankly, I want the GOP to unite around the people, solve problems, just solve problems for the people in the community. Who, by the way, we're no better off with, with the leaders that we have. Not, and they always talk about things that are superfluous. They don't make a difference to me or anybody else out there. They don't solve problems with high taxes and the ability to take care of your family or the fact that healthcare, not healthcare, but childcare costs half of pay for the person going to work. So you're working for half pay. Um, it doesn't solve any of those. It just solves none of those problems for us, right? He works for Runbeck. He works for Runbeck yep. and is, is pitching out and working. You know, he was assigned to Mesa County to come in there and oversee the election. And he works for Runbeck, who is directly tied to Dominion Voting Systems. I mean, they're, they're neck and neck. They work side by side together. And we have a problem with Dominion. We have a problem with Runbeck, too. But Big he's time. working in the government. He works inside of El Paso County leadership. Is bad-mouthing anyone that's against him. Is saying that it's the safest and fairest election. It's the gold standard. Pit parroting everything that you hear from Gina Griswold. Stand side-by-side side with, with other Republicans. And yet works for, this is my problem, works for the very people that we're calling into question. Is that a problem? 
Yeah, it's a problem. And, you know, it isn't just a run back in this case. Uh, we've got a text to vote company that our uh, county clerk, uh, Colorado County Clerk Association president is a Matt. consultant for. Yeah. Yep. And, he's and on the, by he's, the way. He, he was ahead. on their advertisement. He was on their advertisement for the text to vote. Right. I mean, the incestuous the nature way, of this. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, no, no, I apologize. But the the uh, county clerks association is uh, every clerk is a member because the dues are paid by the taxpayers. And so now it becomes this consortium that uh, is is interconnected. They've got a common theme about the free and fair and no fraud and uh, the big lie. And, uh, you know, all it is is a propaganda um, organization, in my estimation, that uh, probably ought to be dissolved and definitely shouldn't be paid for with Colorado taxpayer money. But yeah, I put out a press release when uh, Wayne Williams was appointed to be the designated election official over in Mesa County when yeah. the when Griswold, Secretary of State, uh, unlawfully removed uh, Tina Peters from that position. But talk about a conflict. Here's a guy who's in El Paso County on the front range now a designated election official out on the the western slope i mean uh, it shouldn't be that way it certainly gave the impression that it's incestuous doesn't it uh, brought dominion to colorado wayne williams did yeah. and by the way matt matt's wife matt crane's wife worked for dominion for what 16 years 17 years fair and, stretch and, of and time it, almost and we wonder why we have a problem. And I'm not saying that Matt Crane's wife's a bad person. I've actually met her several times. I thought she was very nice. But, but you can't help but look at how this all plays together. And all I want what? is free and fair elections. That's it. That's all I want. I'll go back exactly. to just doing what I was doing. You'll never hear me and again. I'll, I'll shut down this show. Never, ever will you hear me in politics again. I will just go back to selling guns and having fun with my family. I'll go back and do that. But yeah, I want the election thing. thing fixed. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. We have we have a duty here for at least the next several years to carry this out. And so I'll commit to six years as a senator and uh, assess at that moment. But, Joe, how big is the election industry now? I mean, it's got a, it's cracked a billion, right? I mean, are we in the two billion zone? I mean, this is good money if you can make it, you know, and it's uh, families seem to like to gravitate towards it. We should be breaking this apart. It is. It used to be that you could not go forward and buy something else and connect something else, but now they have built this spider web of loosely yeah. connected money going back and forth. I want to see the financials for this. This is the vote. This is the voice of the American people. And anybody that stands up against this cabal, this is the cabal. This is what we talk about when we talk about deep state is that all of these people are connected and in the pockets of everyone else, and they are trying to catch this person sleeping with this prostitute so they can take pictures of that person, then they have those on file. I don't believe, I will, I will, I will usher the same comments that Seth said, Whole House said. I don't believe that a bunch of these people are bad people on both sides of the aisle. I have friends that are Democrats, they're, they're fine. But they have different social uh, standings than I do. 
but they're fine. But I do think that they're compromised. I do think somebody picks up the phone and says, hey, remember what I said? I'm a, and I think lobbyists have a lot to do with this. I think they, they, they play a part in this dirty world. Well, you know, one of the other things I'm doing is I put in a resolution for balanced budgets and term limits at the federal level. But uh, I wish it didn't have to come to that. But how do we get this system to remove its own best officers of corruption? Um, but the warning I have is if we ever impose term limits on senators and representatives, we should also do it on Supreme Court justices, but we most definitely should do it for the staff that work for them. Otherwise, we have unelected bureaucrats that we will never know the names of that are running this country. So uh, after a prime number, seven years, nine years, you know, you get a coin, a handshake, a flag, and we take your access badge and you go out and work in the private uh, industry again. And uh, I think that's the only way we drain this swamp. And uh, frankly, one last thought on that. You know, when I was running in 2020 uh, for State House here, I wrote an article and uh, made a case that if I had the ear of President Trump, I would have asked him to start cutting government by 40% before the November 2020 election to prove to the people that it can be done and we can get started on it. I have to tell you, based on what I've seen after 2020 and in this Biden regime, my numbers change completely. I would keep federal government at 30% of its current size, cut it down to 30% because it is unresponsive, it is weaponized, it is a cancer that is getting way too close to the bone. We had better uh, excise it now or we we won't recover this. So that's my mission as I move forward on this run for U.S. Senate and when I get there. Well, what? we are out of time, Ron. Yeah. Joe, give you the last bit before we sign off. I just want to say thank you for having the courage that you have to stand up to sign on to that lawsuit. I know that that, that makes it very difficult, makes you a target when you're on the Hill. I know how hard it is to take shots from pretty much everyone, right? And how they weaponize themselves against you. We're talking about pure evil, evil people. And evil people stick together that walk around acting like they are good people, faithless people. And yet, somewhere along the line, you still seem to want to stand up. Or actually, I think it's you, you feel like you, you're called to stand up. So I just want to say thank you to you. Well, God bless you guys for doing the same. I mean, you're in this as deep or deeper than I am. So I'm grateful that uh, I'm on the line with you. Well, we'll have you on again. I want to, and uh, you'll get my endorsement, by the way, for Senate. Just want to let you know that uh, I'll put it out there, and that there are a lot of people out there that are that are shooting for you. I may even come volunteer for you. I'd be grateful. We can use the help, and uh, we've got a great volunteer staff of fun, friendly Coloradans. So you'll enjoy the company. So, All right. Thank you. Take care. All right. Thanks for joining thanks us, Ron. For the time. All right, Ron Hanks running for U.S. Senate. Hanks for colorado.com if you can donate a little bit to him but uh, just an amazing guy who has served his country honorably for now almost 35 36 years yeah yeah well we are out of time that's going to be it for this edition of the podcast if you like the podcast check out all the links in the description subscribe on audio i can't stress enough 
Set it up to auto-download on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, Audible, all great places. If you can, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts so we can climb up in those rankings. We go live at 11 a.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday, so tune in for that. If you need a little reminder, you can join our text alert system by texting the word FREEDOM, F-R-E-E-D-O-M, to 89517. You'll get added to our text alerts, and it'll let you know what we're talking about and then how, when, and where you can watch. Make sure you follow us both on Telegram. That's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. My name is Max McGuire. And my name is Joe Oltman. And remember, the fight to take back the country is not over yet, but the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together.